Hi everyone, welcome to the Peacekeeper Podcast. This is episode number three. I didn't record a podcast last week because it was Thanksgiving and I was about to, but then I realized, you know what, I just don't have to and that's totally fine. Uh, So, you know, skipping one right off the bat. Uh, it had to be done though. I had to spend some time with the family. No, I had a I had a good a good Thanksgiving. I, Emily and Aesop and I went over to my sister's house, my sister Shailene over in Corrales. And let's see here, mom and dad came came down. Nana and Uncle Gordon. Uh, L is in town, uh, so I was there. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, basically everybody was there except Josh, my youngest brother. He's up in Portland. Hey, Josh, miss you. Uh, I hope to come visit soon. Uh, Let's see here. I made a nice old leg of lamb for Thanksgiving. That was super good. Uh, 100% grass-fed, 8-pound bone-in leg of lamb. Oof. It was very, very tasty. Oh, and Campbell and Hudson came over too. I forgot about that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I slow cooked it for like six hours. Uh, so I put onions and garlic on the bottom. And then I put the leg of lamb on top. And then I salted, you know, the hell out of it all around pepper. And then I rubbed it all around with paprika and cinnamon and I put a bunch of fennel seed all over it and then I I like scored the fat on the top so it would all the spices and herbs would kind of soak in a little bit more Uh, rosemary thyme sage I think just all the good spices you know and then I broiled it for like 10, 15 minutes to get a nice brown. And then I lowered the heat to a, a still a decent amount to, it was like 345, 340, somewhere around there. And covered it and then, yeah, just slow cooked it for like four or five hours after that. Maybe six hours, I don't remember. But so good, so tender. Leg of, I kind of wanted to just do it again for no occasion because it was just it was super good yeah so that was my thanksgiving and just kind of worked a lot uh thanksgiving is the busy season over at whole foods but it seemed like this year it didn't get as hectic i was kind of expecting it to be crazy but it kind of wasn't Okay, what else? I was going to have Emily on this podcast. It was going to be the two of us. But her and Aesop, I mean, we've all been sick. Like, I was sick probably like three or four weeks ago. Um, But her and Aesop, their sickness is kind of lingering. So I think we're going to do next podcast. It's going to be Emily and I together. 
She'll be my first guest. And then after that, I'll probably, yeah, probably from then on out, I'll, I'll have consistent guests. Not every single week, but just more regularly. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that I want to have conversations with. It's just a matter of do people want to sit down with me for an hour and converse? Because I know it. You know, it, you have to take time out of your day and out of your schedule and drive over here at a time that's convenient for me because <laughs> I can't really afford to be flexible with this podcast. It kind of has to be at a spe- very specific time and day. Um, but hopefully people want to come on. I want to have people on that want to come on. So if you want to come on, if you're listening to this, <laughs> uh, this is an open invitation. You can just uh, let me know. Okay, so this week, I kind of wanted to talk about astrology. There is the trash truck. I record this episode on Thursdays and the trash trucks are usually doing their thing right around this time. Whatever. Uh, Astrology. What is astrology? Um, I don't know. I have always disregarded and discredited anytime people bring up anything about zodiac signs and astrology and charts and what sign are you and stuff like that. But I think over the last, I'll say six months, I've started to be open to changing my mind because what the hell do I know? I mean, there have been astrologers throughout all of human history and there's maybe there's something to it. Uh, who am I to say that there's not anything to it? So I've, I've pulled up my chart here on, see that this website is cafeastrology.com. I've pulled up my chart. I got my my birth time. So 1:30 p.m. June 2nd, 1995. So that would make me 27 and a half years old. And then I guess you putting in your time kind of adjusts something. So mine is adjusts for time zone. So mine is UTC negative six. I don't know anything about this stuff. So I'm just going to read my birth chart and we'll, we'll see if it clicks. I've, I've kind of perused it a little bit. Um, and some things seem like they are a good match and some things are dead on. Some things are like, you know, it could go either way, but I'm just going to read it, and we'll see if 
it's accurate. All right, so here we go. Introduction. The following lists positions of planets and points in your natal chart with interpretations for key factors. So my son is in Gemini. So I am a Gemini. When people ask what sign are you Christian, I've known I've been a Gemini, but I just say, oh, I'm a Gemini. And then they say some like smart remark and then we move on. So the sun in the chart shows our character, personality, identity, oh, sorry, personal identity and ego. I'm just reading this off the website. It represents our will to live and our creative life force. Just as the planets revolve around the sun in our solar system, we derive our life purpose from the sun in our natal charts. The sun is our adult the part of us that censors our inner child, reasons things out, and makes final decisions. The sun also gives clues to our overall vitality. The sun directs us and can be considered the boss of our chart. And then it says, when people ask you what, what's your sign, Gemini would be your answer. Technically, though, it's your sun sign that is Gemini. So I guess there's like a a main three, like your big three is what I've heard a few times. And that would be your sun, your moon, and then your rising. I don't necessarily, I don't quite yet understand like the meaning of those three things. But then there's also like every single other um, planet. There's like a picture. I wish I could show it but there's this like all of the signs on this like circular chart. And then it has like my, just all these lines connecting like exactly where the sun was, where the moon was, where all the planets were at the exact moment I was born. With your sun in Gemini, your urge for self-expression is powerful. You are often just as interested in collecting information as you are sharing it. Curious to a fault, you have a finger in every pie. You are flexible and changeable, and your ability to adapt quickly to new situations gains you plenty of friends and social contacts. You're likely to be quite clever and witty, enjoying intellectual conversations, you're easily bored if you are not getting enough mental stimulation. So that is, that's pretty spot on. Um, people always, whenever I say I'm a Gemini, they're like, Oh, you're a shapeshifter. You're two faced. Like you, you act one way in a certain setting and then you can act a different way in a different setting. And that's, that's very true. Um, I, I can, very easily adapt to my current situation. Uh, is it is it fake, um, or is it just pulling at a different side of my personality? Um, yeah, I would say that it is. I'm not. I'm not faking it. It's 
it's not a facade, but it is maybe a a survival mechanism or like a stress uh, stress response of just okay. I'm in a situation. How do I? Like, what's the best route towards getting along with everybody? Uh, okay, let's find something common that we can agree upon, and then let's let's either talk about that, or I'll I'll front that side of my personality a little bit more. Um, yeah, and maybe that is a desire to like be friends with everybody. Um, yeah, I can definitely be very flexible with different crowds. Okay. Often quite adept at fitting in with others, Geminis quickly adopt the moods of those around them. They are friends to people from all walks of life, and they're not easily intimidated. As a Gemini, your ability to detach yourself can make you highly objective and observant, but a little difficult to get close to. Although you may have many friends or acquaintances, intimacy does not come as easily to you. Yeah, again, that's pretty spot on. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I guess no objections there. It can be difficult for others to know what you really feel at any given moment. You're highly impressionable and sometimes quite scattered. There is usually a nervous air about you that can make people who seek a more personal approach a little uneasy. It is not always intuitive to trust Geminis to be loyal or to keep secrets. This is usually not about trustworthiness of their character, but more about their love of talking, sharing, and variety. I would say that this part is not necessarily accurate. I am not a big like sharer or like chatter. Um, I am, I mean, at the beginning it says you're highly impressionable and uh, maybe a little bit more. I'm just more reserved is what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm not like a super chatty person. Geminis often flit about, flit, I don't know what that word is. Flit. Moved swiftly and lightly. Okay. Uh, Geminis often moved, move swiftly and lightly. Uh, moving quickly and keeping busy every step of the way. Many people with this position of the sun have gained quite a bit of knowledge in their lifetimes. They know something about everything. If you're such a Gemini, you can be a thoroughly engaging conversationalist. Your attention span may be short. However, unless you have a Mercury or Cancer sign, blah, blah, blah. I don't think I do. And restlessness can keep you from sticking to one thing for too long. Um, that sounds about right. If you're like most Geminis, you're really quite affable. And you thoroughly enjoy the light side of life. <laughs> I.e. Peacekeeper Podcast. This tendency to take things lightly makes you quite pleasing to be around. 
but it can be maddening to people seeking support on the deeper issues of life. I can get deep. I really can. In fact, I actually, I don't like superficial conversations. I kind of enjoy more one-on-one or like two or three person conversations where it can go a little bit deeper. So while I do like to focus on the lighter things of life, I, I don't mind getting deep. Geminis are both interesting and interested. As a Gemini, your wit can be dazzling and your changeability dizzying. At the very least, you're not boring. Sometimes I feel boring. But, you know. Uh, Okay. Your sun sign is modified by various factors, including the aspects it makes to other planets and points. Its house position, the house with the sign the sun rules, Leo in parentheses, on its cusp. Okay, see, this is all gibberish to me. Uh, They go into the Mercury sign, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that is my main sun sign. And then I have an ascendant in Virgo. And I kind of peruse this part. This part's pretty, I would say this part's pretty accurate. So I'll just go through this. The ascendant defines, in part, the first impression we make on others in a personal rather than professional sense. It represents our physical appearance, our physical bodies and overall health and the body ego. It can be the mask or costume we wear to greet the world. It reveals our natural and personal defense mechanisms that we use to adapt and to cope with our environment. The Ascendant also shows our first impressions of the world around us and our expectations of same. Uh, Okay. Whether we are naturally hesitant or enthusiastic, for example, how we begin new projects and our attitude towards new experiences come under the rule of the Ascendant. Uh, That's still a little confusing to me, but I'll just read it. Uh, So people with Virgo rising are often a little understated in their personal mannerisms and appearance, although a lot depends on the position of Mercury, the ruling planet of Virgo in the chart. There is an intelligent and reserved aura about uh, about Virgo rising individuals that is unmistakable. So maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm a Gemini with a hint of Virgo because this seems a little bit more, can be a little bit more representative of some other aspects of my personality. You may come across as somewhat shy or aloof as you need time to analyze everything around you before you warm up to both situations and people. This quality can be received exactly as that, or it can be received as rather standoffish, cool, and even critical. Um, Yeah, and even critical. One of the strongest personality traits of this position is body awareness. This part is pretty accurate. I remember reading this, and this was definitely spot on. You can be particularly sensitive to any discomfort or other signals your body gives you. 
For this reason, you can be particularly concerned with physical health and might be drawn to body, mind, awareness exercises such as yoga. You might also be quite particular with food. Something I'm, that's like the most spot on paragraph so far. Although some people with Virgo rising have good appetites, there can be an unmistakable pickiness about what they put in and on their bodies. Yeah, so that definitely describes me, um, especially over the last probably five years or so. Uh, like it seems like I kind of um, graduated or elevated to this level of coming into my sign, if that makes any sense. I don't know. You are likely to worry a lot, especially when confronted with new situations. It's difficult not to, since you notice the tiniest details that others overlook. I do have a very, very, um, I guess, strong attention to detail. Your powers of observation are through the roof, but sometimes this trait's this trait adds too much to the anxiety pile. Uh, yeah, I definitely am an observer. I don't necessarily like being the center of attention. I like to be in the corner analyzing. <laughs> okay, where was I? With Virgo rising, it's definite that you have Pisces on the descendant. This can point to a tendency to attract or be attracted to people who need help, which can lead to uncomfortable or confusing situations. Sometimes you feel taken advantage of. Despite the Virgo rising tendency to appear rather collected and professional, relationships can sometimes get messy simply because you don't always see your, you don't always see your partners and partnerships clearly. You want to see the best in a partner. Also, I'm just going to clarify. I'm just going to go over my top three. I'm not going to read every single planet. You absolutely have your own way of doing things. Some may even call your methods unusual or peculiar, but they get the job done. It's very true that Virgo is a flexible sign. After all, it's from the mutable mode family. I don't know what that is. And you often make accommodations for others. However, your way is the right way. And as much as you allow others to do their own thing, you demand the right to do the same. You put a lot of time and energy into your methods after all. Yep, spot on. You work hard at whatever you do, always going the extra mile. You have a difficult time being idle. As hard as you work, however, you may not always be focused on the big prize. For one, worry and particularness can slow you down. You can be quite the perfectionist. For another, you're not always comfortable in the spotlight. However, this trait can be modified by the position and condition of Mercury in your chart. Uh, okay, you are at your best in a line of work 
or with projects that you can oversee and manage in detail. Starting small and expanding slowly but surely expanding slowly but surely is de- is definitely the better choice for you as situations that seem beyond your control can overwhelm you too quickly. Your confidence builds as you move along at your own pace. Watch that you don't miss out on opportunities because of the high standards you have for yourself. You may not think you can handle something, but if you give it a try, you may well, you may very well realize that you are worried about it for nothing. Yeah, I would say that I can definitely be a, per, a perfectionist. I can definitely focus on the uh, smaller details, maybe to a fault, but also maybe not. Uh, I definitely like control and like to be able to manage uh, whatever project I'm working on, i.e. starting this new podcast by myself. <laughs> you can be highly skilled at what you do. It's no surprise that there are many artisans among you and your meticulous attention to detail and your desire to perfect and hone your craft. You might also be drawn to projects and lines of work that involve a lot of research, analysis, classification, and detail work. I mean, and that's good to know long-term because I'm not going to be at my current job for the rest of my life, for sure. So it's kind of reiterating a couple things. You can come across a little cool or critical, often without even realizing it. In truth, you are kind and concerned. You do live in your head so much that you can end up not trusting your intuition, something to watch for. You are not obviously demonstrative. You are an earthly, sorry, earthy and sensual being, but it does not show up in first impressions. Orderliness is vital to you. Chaotic situations stress you out more than they do others. You quickly become aware of all the variables involved in a new situation and it's important to you that you feel like you can manage them. With Mercury, your sign's ruler, you can be given to fretting, tension, and nervousness. You certainly aim to pay attention to the smallest details. You can be a great lover of lists, catalogs, and schedules. Feeling organized finds you at your happiest. Yeah. You possess a quiet charm, and once you have had the chance to warm up to new people and situations, you have much to offer. In other words, it's worth the extra effort that people may need to put in to get to know you. You'll help people out of a jam, you'll go out on a limb for others and surprise them with a natural modesty hiding behind a somewhat critical and standoffish manner. And that is Virgo Rising. Um, yeah, I would say that that's pretty, a lot of that is pretty spot on. I know there's a lot there, but let's be honest, nobody's listening to this except me, so. (laughs) All right, and then lastly, I'm going to read my moon. So my moon is in Leo. The moon in the signs reveals much about our habits, reactions, and instincts. 
it shows how we express and deal with our emotions. Most obvious in our homes and in private, our moon sign reveals our innermost needs. The moon can represent our experience of nurturing. It also shows how we nurture ourselves. It's sometimes to note that moon signs change every two or two and a half days and on some days can be one of two signs in which case an accurate birth time is necessary. That's a little interesting. With your moon in Leo, you are proud, noble, and loving. Your heart is enormous. Depending on the position, the other positions in the chart, you may or may not be outgoing in general. But with this position of the moon, when you feel comfortable, you do like being the center of attention. That is, you love being in the spotlight, in the comfort of your own home, and with family and friends. You thoroughly enjoy entertaining others, and you often take on the role of comic or leader. Maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Lunar Leos often feel a need to organize and even control their families and friends. They have a secret mission to set things right and generally like to oversee the goings on in their little circle. This or family and friends tend to assign Leo moon people their unofficial leader or organizer. This is a very creative position of the moon. At the very least, you seek to want to create and entertain. You can be lazy at times and a little bossy too. You're flexible only up to a point after which you draw a line. Generally though, you have a deep need to treat others fairly and justly. You require lots and lots of love and care to function well in the world. When you feel slighted, you can be dramatic in your own or in your emotional displays, whether you choose to brood or to hold your head high. When your pride has been hurt, you can be given to big scenes and sulking. This rarely happens in public, however. Lunar Leos are far too concerned about their image to make splashy scenes outside of the comfort of their own homes. In public, they prefer to take things in a dignified way. At home, however, they're less inhibited. These scenes generally don't last long. Lunar Leos are often personally popular folk who are valued for their integrity and strong sense of justice. You can be very proud and you're rarely happy to follow orders. Leo is a fixed sign and it can be difficult to change your mind or to change up plans on you at the last moment. You need time to adjust to schedule changes. You will go to bat for anyone you love and you can be fiercely protective of your loved ones. Generally, it is easy to reason with you though. Appealing to your well-developed sense of fairness usually works well. You are strongly self-aware and always strive towards self-improvement. 
you are extraordinarily loyal to people who have proved themselves to you, or perhaps more accurately, who haven't disproved themselves to you. In truth, you can expect the best from others and give them the benefit of the doubt until they prove you wrong. The same can be said of life in general. First and foremost, you expect the best. You're not blind to adverse situations, but you focus on the positive and strive to remain positive in your expectations and attitude. This is one of the many reasons others love to be around you. So yeah, those are my big three. Um, It goes on, I mean, this chart is very long, but it goes in Mercury and Gemini, uh, Venus and Taurus, Mars and Virgo. So uh, yeah, again, I don't understand a lot of this, but, um, and of course this is just like a free website. So this is not like the pinnacle of all these, I mean, interpretations. So that's, that's the old birth chart. So sun and Gemini, what is it? Sun and Gemini, ascendant in Virgo and moon in Leo. And there it is. I have been defined. I know there's a bunch of other like personality tests and there's the Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and I haven't done those in a long time. Um, yeah, it kind of seems like there is definitely some validity to what I just read. I mean, a lot of that, you know, hits at the core. I would love to have somebody on that is very knowledgeable about all this. I, I've, I did invite a couple people on that take this stuff pretty seriously. Uh, didn't work out though. Uh, kind of seems like this is taken the place of religion in a lot of people that I know. It's kind of like a modern day set of rules that people can, I don't know, click with. Um, but it's cool. You know, I'm still new to it, but I'm I'm becoming more and more open to it. I guess now I am kind of curious about everybody. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. And you can kind of go infinitely deep, you know, looking at every single planet, like where it was at, at the exact moment you were born. And I don't know. I'm curious about finding out the charts of the people that are close to me. Maybe I'll look up Aesop's. That'll be interesting. I think he's an Aquarius or a Pisces or something like that. He was born February 20th. So I think he's like a cusp. Again, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying things that people have said to me. Okay. What else? I think that's kind of all I wanted to do today was just 
open up that door. Uh, again, if if there's somebody out there that knows more about this stuff than I do, this is an invitation to speak about it more. All right. Well, thank you for listening. I got a new mic stand. Um, this one is way better. The first two, I st- so I bought like a really nice Rode pod mic. And, you know, it's probably one of the better mics you can buy. And then I just bought the absolute cheapest, flimsiest stand. I guess it's called an arm to hold up my two pound mic. And it was just like falling over and I couldn't touch it or else it would give. So I upgraded to a nice freaking up to... 2.5 pounds capable $70 solid steel, whatever it is, podcast boom arm. And this thing is solid. I'm very happy with this. Swivels. Got two of them. All right. Next week with Emily, we'll probably talk about becoming parents and how everything has changed all right y'all have a good day do something that brings stillness into your schedule stop and breathe every once in a while careful what you eat careful what you watch don't i mean just be intentional right prioritize sleep drink water get some sunlight don't focus on the news too much y'all do you i'm just saying what i do all right see you next week bye